This is Laughs and Littles, a conversation about friendship and faith in the midst of motherhood. Life with Littles is better when we do it together. So grab a load of laundry and join us for some laughs. So on another episode, I talked about how the girls at one point gave Kiara the nickname Poop. Are they like calling her Poop? Uh-huh. But that's not a thing anymore. But she has started saying Poop. And it's Ow. like really cute. And it's giving me these like glimmers of hope. Like, will it be a lot easier to potty train you than it was to potty train Zaylee? Like, and it's like clearly in regards to like a very wet diaper or like actual poop. She'll oh, like nice. look at me and go poop poop. Nice. <laughs> so I'm like yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is exciting. You probably. Yeah, I hope so. She also seems, I think, more like wanting to please me than Zaylee yes. is too. So yes. it's like all going in my favor, I hope. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. All I have and call my own. You have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. We have a fun announcement to make and a great chat about baby spacing. But first, this episode is sponsored by Anna Maria Mandel, the author of Day by Day Coloring Book of Saints. And my interest was really sparked by this because of her ability to tell the saint stories in a way that was really captivating. Um, At my house, we have some books on specific saints, and then we have this directory of saints that has beautiful pictures. But when I heard about this coloring book, I realized we didn't have anything of deep and good stories of a lot of the saints. Hmm. Yeah, so this book has a coloring page for each day and a short story to go along with it. Each day is either based on a feast day of a saint, and when there's like no big feast day, she supplements with others or lesser-known saints that we can learn about. And Clara just loves it, and I feel like I'm sucked into these stories about the saints who are so heavenly-minded, and we'll link to where you can buy it in the show notes. But we really also wanted to give you guys a taste of what one story was. So... um, you can either fast forward if you want, but if you want, if you, or if you want to miss out on the story of St. <laughs> Joseph Cupertino, you know, just go ahead. <laughs> oh, go ahead and uh, read that first. Okay. No one wanted Joseph in the village of Cupertino. His mother thought he was good for nothing. The boys at school made fun of him. Even though he worked for a shoemaker, Joseph never learned how to make a single shoe. When he went to join the Capuchin Friars, they sent him back home, soul in a special way. Joseph would be doing his everyday work when a sudden thought of God would so fill his heart that he could not think of anything else. If he thought about God while washing dishes, the plates would drop and shatter at his feet. Sometimes people would walk by mm. as Joseph started, stared straight into nothing, thinking only about God. They would poke him and pinch him, and Joseph would not notice. So full was his heart with love for God that nothing else could disturb him. Joseph knew that he was meant to serve God. He went to the Franciscan friars near Cupertino and asked to be their stable boy. 
He was always cheerful, and soon the Franciscans noticed the stable boy whose eyes shone with love for God. Even though Joseph could not read or write, he had more spiritual knowledge than many great thinkers and philosophers. So in touch was his soul with the things of heaven. His love for God raised his soul raised his soul so high that it even lifted his feet off the ground. The other priests and monks watched, amazed as Joseph miraculously floated in the air. Sometimes the sound of church bells would make his spirit soar, and up Joseph would go, floating in the sky. But some were embarrassed by Joseph's floating. Even worse, others accused Joseph of practicing witchcraft. They called for the church to investigate him. But the church leaders found that Joseph was completely innocent and his soul full of the love and joy of God. But now the other friars would not let Joseph sing in the choir or go out in public for fear that he would disturb others with his floating. Joseph took banishment with all humility. For ten years he dedicated himself to God in prayer until he died a holy death. St. Joseph of Cupertino let nothing disturb my love for God. Mm. And the coloring page for that feast day is St. Joseph floating with praying hands as the friars stare in amazement. I just, I love it. And um, we cannot recommend it enough. The day-by-day coloring book of saints. So today we'll be sharing about our journeys and how we each discerned when we wanted to get pregnant. So, Sarah, are you the kind of Catholic that's open to life? <laughs> oh, well, I'm currently pregnant, so <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, I do. I hate when people have asked me that. Because no one has ever asked me that. Really? Well, I, I know. <laughs> I can at least like six or seven times I can think of when I've been asked that. By fellow Catholics? Catholics? Yeah, fellow Catholics. Oh, okay. I think what they're trying to say to me is, are you trying to get pregnant right now? Oh. That's kind of the context that I picked up. Um, okay. But I, and I respond really... Um, defensively <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I am always open to life <laughs> uh, but yes though so like we are always open to life um but that doesn't mean that we're always trying to get pregnant mm-hmm. um but I I think we need to be saying well like if you know if you know someone well enough to be involved in that conversation you could say just like, ask if they're trying to get pregnant yeah, like hey are you trying to get pregnant right now that's good <laughs> that was perfect <laughs> um so we also really want to stress the point that you know this is between god and you and your husband and only you and your husband can make this choice together and i love that um saint pope john paul ii used the language that by your action that your actions on this matter shouldn't be motivated by selfishness or carelessness which just sums it up so well and then um this is the quote he says but by your prudent conscious 
generosity that weighs the possibilities and circumstances. So we were asked by several listeners to talk about how we've discerned spacing out babies. Um, so this episode will be our experiences of that and like no one else's, you know, so we have so far experienced being (laughs) pretty darn fertile, like really fertile. (laughs) And, um, and also we've experienced seeing NFP as a gift that the church gives us. Yeah. To prayerfully discern as we're open to life. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a caveat. If you're not a fan of NFP for whatever reason, this might not be the episode for you because yeah. Okay. So tell us about evangelism. Your sexuality is good, holy, and beautiful. If that doesn't feel true, you're in the right place. We believe Jesus knows your sexual brokenness and is inviting you to wholeness. We hope to bring you that invitation every week as we explore topics from friendship to fantasy, loneliness to lust, and more. We are dedicated to helping you connect your struggle to your story and your story to God, because every bit of you is sacred by design. Okay, so yeah, discerning first baby. Um, I didn't want to get pregnant right away when I got married. Um, so I was interested in the like just or grave reason for abstaining that's in the catechism, which I tried to look it up and I couldn't find it, but you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I had I had just started this full-time job. I was the only staff worker for the campus and I was like, this is a good reason. Um, but like, then the flip side of that was like the stress of my job made me see a lot of fertile mucus. So we were Mm. newlyweds. Like this was like through our Mm -hmm. honeymoon. Like it was really challenging to, to like really stick to the Creighton method rules. So it was like. I don't want to get pregnant. Did you guys ever talk about it? Like, we want to wait six months? Like, did you ever put a number no, on it? No, we didn't put a number on it. Cool. Yeah. Um, it was kind of month by month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, we got pregnant, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm pregnant. Like, totally shocked. <laughs> but then looking at my chart, I was like, oh, like, Yeah. Like <laughs> this, this is what Creighton recommends. And this is what we did. And like, I know why we did it because we were really tired of these long periods of abstaining, but like, mm-hmm. I just kind of didn't, I thought I would be the exception or, you know, like this doesn't apply to me. We're like barely fudging the restrictions, but it was like, nope, there was a possibility of getting pregnant and I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. It was, that was four months into marriage. So yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. What about you? Okay. First baby. Yeah. And another thing to mention is that we definitely know that like infertility is a struggle and a cross mm-hmm. and our love goes out to you. Um, if you struggle. That's just that. right. Right. It just 
like is not our situation for whatever reason. And being fertile is also a cross in many ways because you are called to sacrifice for your spouse and sacrifice of yourself. And you have to be like, unless you want, you know, tons of kids, all of a sudden you have to be very diligent with charting if you need to space out babies. Um, and I can already hear, I can already hear someone saying like, oh, just, just nurse your baby mm. for a year or whatever. Nope. <laughs> but that, I don't, I do we just, we, we also know people who do that and still get pregnant or their period still comes back. Even if they're nursing like around the clock, yeah. I just don't. It can come back. You know, a friend, it's like six weeks came back with like yeah, full nursing. Every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm not convinced that that's yeah. <laughs> uh, um, also, you and I both happen to be in communities with a lot of Catholics with like booming, growing families, mm-hmm. and my hope that this is a helpful conversation for people to hear in ha- in having solidarity and thinking like, oh yeah, like do I have a good reason to wait? Or, you know, do I really want to be growing my family right now? Basically, like, don't feel like you have to fit any specific number of kids into your family. Keeping up just with because. the Joneses. Keeping up. <laughs> yes, don't, don't keep that. <laughs> do, do what you are called to do. Um, and only, you know, you can discern that with your husband. But we, we all know that kids are a blessing. And we all know that even if we got pregnant, even if it was a surprise, that it would be exciting and it would be a child that you would forever cherish. But this is just like, you know, a peek into the window of our discussions that we've had um, with our husbands. So for my first baby, Clara, we had been married a year and a half when we got pregnant with her, but we had only been Catholic for three months. Mm -hmm. So you know, most of that time was on birth control. But when we got off birth control, um, right before our confirmation, we talked about that we wanted to like finish. By the time we had a baby, we wanted to have paid off our student debt. And I was teaching full time, but I also had to um, do clear my credential, which was just like a program I had to do while I was teaching. And then we were kind of thinking about like that I could go on maternity leave so that it would be like right before summer so I could have summer with the baby. Um, so all of the, all of that worked. Hmm. We 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 very much had one of those like, oh, like, yeah, like, I don't know, this is probably fine. <laughs> like we are we are open to life, but we are not trying right now but we are ready. Mm-hmm. Like this is the soonest that we could be ready. So we're not gonna, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. It, it, th- that's, there's, there's like a, like I'm trying to get pregnant. I'm not trying to get pregnant or like I could get pregnant right now. I'd be happy to get pregnant right now. It'd be good. And I'm, but I'm like not necessarily like being with my husband on like peak day. Mm-hmm. Did you say those are the three phases? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, uh, with Clara though, at the end of my pregnancy, I had pretty high blood pressure and was hospitalized and I just had pretty crappy doctors 
and didn't think much of it. Um, just like had no real information about that. But that story continues on with my next kids. Mm-hmm. But tell me about um, getting pregnant with Zaylee first. Yeah, second baby. So Chris and I started talking about our openness like or not to another baby when my cycle came back and Evangeline was like seven or eight months old. Um, and that was like full nursing. So yeah, that kind of, I was Mm -hmm. like, Whoa, it's already come back. Um, were you not worried about the fact that like you ovulate before your period comes back? I was like, I was charting that whole time to, to get that Mm -hmm. one. Um, so I was pretty proud of myself for like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Charting. Okay. Getting back into this. Um, yeah. But like, honestly, I was fairly open again pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought it would be, yeah, but I thought it would be like better and more convenient um, if I could wait so that the timing of the birth would be at the end of the school year. So that'd be like getting mm-hmm. pregnant in, in September or so. And this was like June. Um, so it's not that money like in the big scheme of things it was like a couple months difference but Mm -hmm. we were like really i don't know we had successfully abstained for like two cycles and so we were like okay like do we keep this going or like is it Mm -hmm. are we being selfish like waiting these extra months for like this reason of my work schedule when like really we could get pregnant again right now there's mm-hmm. no like grave or just, you know, like super, super serious mm-hmm. reason why we couldn't. Um, so we went and talked to a priest about this and I like kind of laugh at us now. <laughs> um, but we were very sincere and we wanted to be yeah, sweet. Yeah. We wanted to be like open to life and follow church teaching. And, um, and partly it was like, I was Catholic now. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. Catholic the first time around. Mm-hmm. I like kind of like cared more about you know, the state of my soul. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway, the priest was like very gracious with us and saw that we had a 10 month old baby and that we'd been married for less than two years. (laughs) And he was like, he said something like, you know, if you feel like you can joyfully and responsibly accept a new life, Mm. then you should be open. Which Chris was like, well, duh, like we're always (laughs) going to accept new life. Like we'll always be happy that we'll have a Uh baby, you know, like we're not going to reject a baby. And I was like, okay, that's not what he meant. Like I found it helpful (laughs) because I was like, okay, it just was helpful for me to like change my mindset instead of being so, so focused and stressed about like, am I being selfish for wanting to wait a Mm -hmm. few months to being Mm -hmm. like, you know can I joyfully and like responsibly enter into another pregnancy? I don't know. It just sort of like lifted this weight mm-hmm. off of me. Um, didn't he also say something about like the fact that you're here yeah, yeah. asking me this asking me about this? Like you're good. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. It's like, Oh good. See Chris. Like, <laughs> um, and then, like, two weeks later or something, I found out I was pregnant with Zaylee. So I was, like, pregnant with Zaylee <laughs> while we were talking to the priest. And, um, which kind mm-hmm. of, like, I was like, yeah. Deep down, That's I perfect. was already open. It just sort mm-hmm. has sort of aligned like that for me. Um, 
But that time we were less sure of the charting, like what had happened. So that was a little disconcerting. Um, well, you know, when you are done um, breastfeeding, your cycle is like wonky. That's true. For three to six months. Yeah. And this had only been Which like two I or was so. not explicitly taught that until my third NFE practitioner. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it feels hard. Yeah. And it feels so hard. Um, but yeah, so it was like a little sooner than I was expecting. I was seven weeks pregnant when Evangeline turned one, which is a little like, whoa, but it ended up being like really perfect timing. Um, because yeah, we discerned like Chris applying for the MDiv, making this big move out of state. I was able to go on maternity leave at spring break time when Zaylee was born and I had like two months to like recover and adjust Mm -hmm. before packing up and moving to Indiana. And so if I had Mm -hmm. like gotten my way and had the baby in June, it would have all happened right at the same time. And it would have been insane. So Mm. it's like, Oh God, (laughs) God knew. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So for my second baby, Paul, he is the most like we are trying to get pregnant right now, baby, go for it. Um, I feel like we had gotten over all the newness of having your, you know, our first baby. And I remember going on a date with Alex when she was like 11 months old and talking about it. And we were like, okay, you know, she's sleeping through the night. I think at that point she was still waking up for like a snooze feed that I think either Alex or I would swap off from, but we were like, by the time we have a baby, she'd be sleeping completely. Um, we made like a date to go on a 24 hour vacation, um, which was awesome. And we wanted to try to have the same timing of, having a baby right before summer so that I could have like maternity leave and then summer Um, because I was teaching. And it really felt like, well, we don't have a good reason not to. Yeah, and like we were ready to joyfully accept another baby and we wanted the kids to be pretty close in age and our kids are almost exactly two years apart. And we tried once. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the moment that I was like, Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm fertile. Yeah. I'm very fertile person. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. So that was, that was just a, like super exciting because you just never know. Yeah. You don't know how fertile you are until you're trying. <laughs> but with, um, with this pregnancy, my blood pressure um, started getting fairly high around 20 weeks and it was really scary. And I was, um, like getting to the doctor's appointments while working and raising a toddler was was really taxing and it was in San Diego where driving was crazy um, and there's always traffic at the time of day where I had to make my appointments and Alex was working in the evenings and then going to school at night and he was with the baby during the day so we just had this like it was it was very busy um, I did have my mom to help me um, and so oftentimes I would like come home from work and take a cat nap while she took her. But it was starting to be like, okay, 
this this is this is hard this is hard on my body um i didn't have preeclampsia with paul but i did have protein in the urine which is the first stage of preeclampsia so i was induced with paul a little early and, and he was fine but it started to become clearer to me that my pregnancies had some struggle to them mm-hmm. yeah um, my like next pregnancy was, was my miscarriage. So I was, mm-hmm. Zaley had turned one and I was like, woo, we made it to a year. <laughs> um, and we were not trying to get pregnant. And like, honestly, <laughs> I mean, it's probably one of those things again of like, it was still in the first few cycles after, yeah. um, you know, cycle coming back, but like no idea how this baby was conceived and Mm -hmm. the like NAPRO, you know, Catholic OBGYN in South Bend looked at my chart and like, didn't know either. He was like, Oh yeah. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is that really what he said? I don't know. He just had like no answer. And I was like, Oh, and so yeah, it was like a was, yeah. loss of confidence. He doesn't he doesn't answer unless you have a really specific question. Oh, okay. Yeah, Chris to... after that was pretty like <laughs> uh like you know, mad at the Creighton method or like maybe we should learn mm. a new method because like mm-hmm. we just the data doesn't make you know, like this didn't this didn't make sense based on like anyway. Um, mm-hmm. but even, even that pregnancy, I had these moments, like I was going to adoration at the time and I like look back at my journal. I had these moments of like leading up to that. I didn't even know I was pregnant yet of feeling mm-hmm. like, yeah, I do want a big family. Like I am open to more kids now. Like mm-hmm. just these things were kind of surfacing and then, and then I find out I'm pregnant. So mm. yeah, it's like God's always preparing your heart. Yes. I think I, I need that. <laughs> to go into it um and so my third baby is also the miscarriage um baby that i lost and so going from one to two i mean the pregnancy like i mentioned was hard but going from one to two kids was actually my easier transition um and at this point we had moved out here for notre dame and so i was doing some work from home on the side, but I wasn't working full-time anymore. And I just felt like this huge burden was lifted from my shoulders. And I suddenly had this like beautiful community of young, booming Catholic families. And so I was really, really energized by that. And Paul was almost nine months old, and he was like sleeping through the night just like with the snooze feed but I was like oh by the time the baby's born um it'll be great and both the kids are sharing a room and they're sleeping to you know together well I'm sleeping I'm exercising a fair amount I felt I felt strong I did have the thought of the high blood pressure but I was pretty confident at this point that it was related to stress and stress from just working um while being pregnant and i was hoping that it would also be food related and i went to multiple doctors to ask about what to do with this and it's it was very much like oh you know stress 
don't be stressed. <laughs> like, well, that's <laughs> not helpful. Um, like, lower your intake of salt, and like some of this is genetic, which it is. It is in my family. So it's kind of it was kind of like okay, I'll like try and not be stressed, and then I went on like a pretty extreme diet to. I went on like a pretty paleo diet at that point, um, which none of which really helped. Base what I have learned about all this is it really is stress hmm. <laughs> for for me at least because um, I've seen how when I like am able to rest more and just like manage my stress level that that helps blood pressure the most in my case. Hmm. Um, yeah, so we got pregnant and it was super exciting. It was like not, um, it was another one of those, like with Clara of like, oh, we're ready. We're open to life. We like could get pregnant right now. We're not going to like try on the most fertile day. We're going to try on like, like a low chance day. Mm -hmm. And then we got pregnant. So, (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. And you, we both share about um, our miscarriages in our, sharing our miscarriage episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's hard because it's like, she's really my fourth baby, but it's confusing. So I'm just going to call her my third yeah. baby. Yeah. So yeah, after the miscarriage, Kiara, we were, this is the third baby, we were... Um, yeah, after the miscarriage, we were pretty much open right away. Um, and I, like, assumed, I assumed I would get pregnant, you know, at the first possible chance <laughs> because of how the others... You just, like, sneezes yeah. <laughs> at this rate. Because of how the others had gone. Um, but it took two cycles, which I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Is something wrong with me? <laughs> um did you, were you ever worried? Like, no, I wasn't worried. I was just Good. like kind of pleasantly very shocked. Um, mm-hmm. but from actually, yes, I was, when I got a period after the miscarriage, I was like, mm-hmm. is this another miscarriage? Like, did I somehow get pregnant and like miscarry again? It was this weird, like, cause you're, out. cause you're just like, I must be pregnant. Yeah. Again. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like Googling, like, how common is that? Because <laughs> that doesn't seem <laughs> likely. Because it is really common to be extra fertile right after a miscarriage, actually. Oh, really? Which I did not learn until after I got pregnant mm. after a miscarriage. But yes, then I looked into that and that's a thing. <laughs> um, I don't know why. No. <laughs> but anyway, from, from that experience of like having baby Valentine, have no idea how she was, you know, how she was Mm -hmm. conceived i mean i know but you know creighton don't know (laughs) and then like and then losing her and i was like and then taking two cycles to have the next baby i was like man god makes babies like i (laughs) like this is not me you know i can't take my fertility Mm -hmm. for granted or healthy pregnancies for granted or babies anyway but yeah so kiara was our first planned baby lol (laughs) um but that was fun (laughs) and yeah at that point like we had bought a house and chris had two more years of his program 
before a potential move might happen. And we were in a stable spot. Um, yeah, I was healthy. My pregnancies had been easy so far. And we felt really good about it. We had a three-year-old and a you know, 15-month-old. And so she, Kiara, Zaylee was going to be a little bit over two when Kiara was born. And I was sort of like, whoa, look at this two-year spacing. Like, <laughs> who am I? <laughs> but I think my body, I really felt the difference of that pregnancy, like having a longer break. Mm. Um, I just felt a lot better and I was able to like not gain as much weight and just felt really good and then had a really good birth experience too so she was sort of mm-hmm. like my <laughs> magical third baby <laughs> I love it yes and also after my miscarriage I also did not need a DNC because when you have a DNC you have to you have to wait like I think three to five months and um, my nurse was Catholic, and she was like, "You should wait like one cycle and then try again." So that was like, "Okay, yeah." Um, and like I said, one to two was a lot easier for me, and so I was was very excited and ready to joyfully accept another baby. Um, another baby, Cecilia, was another like we're excited we're open but this was also like conceived on a very unlikely night but not impossible (laughs) and that has been the most difficult transition two to to Um, three two to three Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and but it has been my best doctor situation the same doctor that you mentioned before who we will not we won't name but we (laughs) I, I know him better. I love him. Um, I went to my first doctor's appointment uh, with him when I was pregnant with Cecilia. And it went well, and I was healthy. And I went to the bathroom afterwards, and I had just, like, a breakdown, and I was crying. And I was like, "Why? what am I upset about? And I realized that I was like, I associate doctor visits with terrible news and being exhausted and it ruining my day so i went and got some preeclampsia stuff with paul yeah and um because when i was working having to drive like 25 to 45 minutes Mm. to and then back each appointment like after work and figuring out who's going to babysit like yeah, yeah, it just yeah. everything about it was was hard um yeah so I went and got counseling at that point which was great and I would literally just go and talk about the doctor's appointments like what had happened um what I should be ready for at my next appointment what I wanted to ask him, things I would have like otherwise forgotten about. And uh, she really helped me to stay focused on my self-care plan to keep my blood pressure down. Hmm. I had the cleaner diet, which I ended up eventually like scrapping because it was causing me more stress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But um, my doctor actually, he kept saying, like, take it easy. And at first, it just kind of annoyed me. And then after hearing it a few times, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, sh- I should just take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that did help me. Um, that's, that's the year I read all the Harry Potter books. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I read a lot. That's all. I read a lot of other novels, too. It was great. I read more that year that I was pregnant with Cecilia than any year of my life. Because um, I was like, oh, I... I should rest a lot. <laughs> uh, and then towards the end of my third semester, we did Trimester. have some... What did I say? Semester. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> and then I graduated with my baby. Um, at the end of the third trimester, we got some family to help us um, to hire a weekly weekly mother's helper and a weekly babysitter which was like whoa that was a lot of help um like a few hours each so in thinking about like my next pregnancy I'm already trying to envision like yeah I would I would need more help again towards the end because if I needed that with two kids then I'll probably need that with three kids (laughs) another thought with all this is that you know, you and I, we both got married pretty young. How old were you? I was 22. I was about to turn 23. Yeah, I was 21. Alex was 20. So we both got married young and started having kids pretty soon. Um, so if you're like, you know, married at 32, probably this doesn't apply to you. You should just enjoy. <laughs> rightfully accepting but we're like and then i actually just asked um this this doctor that we're mentioning he's catholic and he's wonderful very pro-life but i i asked him i was like what you're trying to like is, corner him like oh i yeah. totally i tell you he will answer questions if you say them exactly directly yeah. <laughs> if you don't then he doesn't <laughs> but um i was like for an average healthy woman what's good spacing from birth to birth and he said two years and and I said okay what age should you like is your last pregnancy at for like average healthy woman and he was like 43 I was like whoa "Whoa." (laughs) 20 years (laughs) he was like how old are you and I was like no 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 I'm like not worried (laughs) about about that that (laughs) because he was like why are you why are you asking about that um so (laughs) no just just throwing that out there i don't think that's like end all be all advice but it advice but it is something to consider that like you know if if i have 20 years of fertility yeah you know Mm -hmm. he was like it slows it slows down a lot though it's hard for me to picture that yeah I think I'm on pace to beat that (laughs) 43-year-old. Oh, goodness. Okay. So let's – okay. So for me, though, we right now are just holding off for like an undefined time, quite possibly several years, because like I've shared, I feel like I've had some hard pregnancies, and I feel like with each one, it's gotten a little bit harder. And – 
Um, we definitely are really early in my husband's career. Um, he, I mean, he's, he's in school still, mm-hmm. and he's got many years to go of more school. And our, so these are just like going through some reasons. Our house has limited space, um, less than 1,000 square feet, much less than 1,000 square feet. And so our family feels very full right now. But I, I struggled with that thought of like, oh, I, I no longer have a plan of like, I'm going to get pregnant in the next six to 14 months, um, which could happen if it, if that happens, God definitely wants me to have a baby, (laughs) but we, we are being very diligent. Um, but in, in this thought of like, oh, like bigger, bigger families are better Mm. and like big Catholic families are better. They're more productive. And you and I talked a lot about this of me, like, you know, wrestling with these feelings and you were very, you know, helpful with that. Yeah, like, well, yeah, you brought it up, like, big families are better. Like, what do you think? I was like, I don't know. Like, where does that come from? And Right? Right, Sarah? (laughs) And it was, like, holier, too, right? Like, they're, like, holier holier. somehow. Because they sacrifice more. Mm -mm. Yeah. I actually, and I mentioned it to this uh, mom who's uh, probably about 7 to 10 years older than me who has quite a few kids, um, just like a good acquaintance. I was like, I'm struggling with this, like feeling this like idol that I have of uh, productivity. And I feel like it's better to have big families and like more productive. And she was so gracious. She didn't even skip a beat. And she was like, when you have more kids, you are not more productive. <laughs> she was like, productivity goes out the window. <laughs> But she was like, you know, whatever. She was like, I don't know, whatever, like, God wants for you, whatever you guys decide. If you have good reasons, you have good reasons. And, like, you know, bigger families aren't better. So I, I appreciate that response. Yeah. So that's where I am. But I want to talk about excite, the exciting news of you and your baby and just tell us all about your pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of skipped through it at the beginning, but <laughs> I am pregnant. Uh, yeah. Announcement. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Are you 11 weeks? I am. When this airs, I'll be almost 13 weeks. Okay. Yay. Yeah. So this first trimester is flying by. Um, yeah. And so like our discernment for this one, um, you know, Kiara turned one in May. I weaned her. Mm-hmm. So I had the summer of like, woo, she's sleeping through the night. I'm not pregnant. I'm not nursing. This feels great. Um, (laughs) And that's kind of the point where we're usually like starting to think about, well, like now we're starting to think about uh, a next baby. But I was like, Chris, we need (laughs) to move first. (laughs) There are way too many moving pieces right now. I cannot handle like I need to be moved. I need to be settled into the new house. I need to like figure out a routine with homeschool. We just like, mm-hmm. I need a rhythm in this new place before I can think about that. And he was like, yep. Okay. You did it. <laughs> yeah, I know I did it. <laughs> um, and like, honestly, yeah, I was really enjoying not being pregnant or nursing. I could have waited longer. I was like, this is. Are you allowed? Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> 
I was in joke. <laughs> this yes. is the point. I feel like people don't want to say that. No. It, That's why? like It feels great. Like, I feels great. Yes. <laughs> because so, children are a blessing, Sarah. Yes. You don't know what you're, you're limiting God. This, I don't know. Yeah. This is what I feel like people. I'm just, I'm just pretty yes, defensive yes, yes. Okay. as my default. <laughs> well, that's how I was feeling. And I had energy to like get out and explore with the girls and mm. try new things. It was good. And Chris and I went on this like really intense backpacking trip for our anniversary in August that I mm. definitely would not have been able to do pregnant. So it was like mm-hmm. sweet. We got to do that. And that's yeah. Awesome. Um, but so I was like, I was like, Chris, like what is the rush? Like, what? You know, like, <laughs> we're we're fine. And he was like, well, we know we want more kids. And mm-hmm. we know we kind of want our kids close together. Mm-hmm. And he was like, summer's good for me because I can help out more. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And the longer I wait into, into fall, the longer, like, then my third trimester would go further into summer. And Maryland mm-hmm. summer is the worst. It's so <laughs> hot and humid and the mosquitoes. And I was like, I cannot be pregnant in the summer here. Like, I will just swell up like a balloon and like die. <laughs> is Maryland summer worse than South it, Bend winter? Oh. <laughs> no. I don't think there's many things worse than South Bend winter. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So you didn't want to be a balloon. I didn't want to be a balloon. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm healthy. Yeah. Kind of the same thing again. Like I'm healthy. My pregnancies are easy. And Mm -hmm. we like, I've made some friends here. No like doula friend yet, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, and like, we're going to be in this house that we're in for two years. So I was like, okay. And, and this house has four bedrooms, which is super, super nice. It's like there's room. Um, yeah. So basically we were opened once we moved and honestly, I was hoping for the next cycle, but as soon as we were open, it (laughs) happened. (laughs) And, but like I, yeah, after our ups and downs with Creighton, we were in a good solid place with it. Like in those months in early summer, when I was like very motivated to not get pregnant, I felt confident in like how I was using it and reading the signs and like how we've added in LH strips to like really confirm, okay, ovulation happened. Mm -hmm. Um, I was feeling good about that. And then I think with the, like, as soon as I was open, I just like didn't chart quite as, (laughs) you know, diligently. And so it was sort of like, (laughs) "Ah." and then also I ovulated like probably four or five days earlier in that month than the previous month and I had been kind of like mm. comparing it mm. too much Counting and I was like that. I have time <laughs> <laughs> nope um but yeah so I was excited you know pregnant and um it was funny we were like talking about it in the days of like I, my period should be coming now <laughs> I'm probably pregnant and I was like yeah I think you're pregnant <laughs> Yeah, you were like, you're definitely pregnant. And then based on all this information. And I was like, I'm glad I had Annie say that because it like prepared me more for the positive pregnancy test of like, oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
what I am. <laughs> oh. But mm. I even had time here to kind of like, with my new friends, kind of feel out like, where are they with NFP and openness? And kind of like, I even sort of threw out like, I'm thinking I might get pregnant sometime this fall. So like, you know, we'll see how homeschooling goes with that. And like, then I was able to be like, oh, I'm pregnant <laughs> like a few weeks later. <laughs> Didn't you take a pregnancy test in my house once? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. If, if you're Catholic, you should have pregnancy tests on hand for yourself and your friends, just like for whenever, because <laughs> someone usually needs one. Yes. <laughs> just to check. I didn't know you could buy them in bulk like the <laughs> ovulation strips. Like the only ones still besides yours that I've used are the like big pack or, you know, like the big box of like the big plastic one from CVS. I have how much isn't that a lot of yeah money? it's like 15 bucks for two or something oh gosh yeah yeah no but i'm like okay by bulk i had seven. Oh, it was I like thought, a pack I of seven up on amazon is like you could buy 50 for i didn't do that okay. they they would expire by the time <laughs> that's true <laughs> unless i was taking one every day. you're just like handing them out to people <laughs> <laughs> anyone feeling weird today <laughs> oh yeah. Oh goodness. So 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 exciting. Um and this this uh baby's coming in May, right? Yep. May. Mid May. Um my babies seem to be getting slightly earlier each time, so I'm kinda like it will be early May and early May is right when Chris is taking his finals. So I'm like, <laughs> All right, but He works so he works really well under pressure though. Yeah. He'll be great. Yeah, yeah. And um He's got this. I think we're not going to find out the gender. Oh. And Evangeline is already so <laughs> cute. Did you just like scoff? I just, no, I, well, I groaned out of sadness for myself. It is purely selfish. It is not judgmental. It is disappointment. <laughs> I wish you could find out. I, it's so just, you could I, know. Yeah. Yes, because I yeah. want to know. <laughs> but yeah, my girls have really taken that totally in stride of like, it's just we're just gonna call it baby obi and like we don't know and evangeline every night when i say good night to her she like kisses me and then she like leans way over out of her bunk bed to try to kiss my stomach and i'm like (laughs) oh this baby is like so loved already and it's cool i always like seeing that though how the oldest is older and like Mm -hmm. kind of anticipates baby more Mm -hmm. what has zaley said about it Zaylee is, she seems excited too. And she'll kind of mm-hmm. flip between like, like it's definitely a girl. <laughs> <laughs> She'd probably prefer a girl. Yeah. Or like, you know, Kiara's the littlest. I'm the next biggest. And then eventually be like, no, baby Obi's the littlest. And she'll go, oh, baby Obi's the teeniest. And then Kiara. <laughs> and then me. <laughs> I do you remember like the first four months after I had Cecilia? Every time we saw um, Saley, she'd go, "She just came out of your tummy. <laughs> She's so teeny tiny." <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm hoping you'll crack. <laughs> I think I said that to Alex next week. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm still holding out hope. I'm. <laughs> 
or or like that you'll be at the ultrasound and that they'll like accidentally tell you <laughs> so like through no fault of your own and then i'll get to know <laughs> yeah um, i don't know if i, I just agree. i love i love finding out i know i love so it's, but that's just my thing. Yeah. I love finding out too. And I don't have a great reason for not, I think, so I'm thinking I'll go the home birth route with this baby and it just feels more home birthy to be like, <laughs> I don't know the gender, like I'm going to meet this baby in my own bed. <laughs> well, is it also that like, you don't want people to be disappointed if it's, um, a girl? Well, or like, I didn't want to get the question like, oh, are you trying for a boy? And I'm just like, right, right. Nope. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, it is way harder to do names though, to (laughs) think about names (laughs) and pick names when you don't know. Cause you're just like, well, I don't know what this baby is. I don't know how to pick a name. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so factors that you and I have talked about when discerning a next pregnancy, I feel like sleep and our personal health are big up there. Mm -hmm. And you didn't really explain how in shape you were before you got pregnant with this baby. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) like you're just, just, you're a really, really good example of like, you know, I want to be strong for my, for myself, for my kids, for my family. Like, my health is important, and yeah, just being really fit is is good. I mean, I I am not that way. I'm more on the like. I mean, I feel like I am healthy, but like I'm not working out like like you are. Um, I'm eating really well, but I'm not like oh I'm super in shape right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. I felt more like that after I had Paul, but, um, mm. anyway, so go you on that, <laughs> on that front. Yeah. I don't really know how that yes. happened. Well, I trained for a half marathon while I was still nursing. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, that kicked my body into another gear and I was like, Whoa, I've lost a lot <laughs> of weight. And I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> and you just got really strong. It was great. And you loved it. It was fun to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause that's important. Like as you're talking with your husband, you know, it's like, how am I doing? How are you doing physically, emotionally? Mm-hmm. Cause this mm-hmm. is going to take a toll on everyone. You know, like mm-hmm. where are we at as a family? How will we kind of weather this pregnancy? Cause like, even like I said, have said my pregnancies are easy, but the first trimester sucks for everyone. Like yeah, mine is, mine is way easier than other people's, but like, Still, the fatigue and the, like, low-level nausea, whatever, you're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and your back was really hurting. Yeah, my back can really hurt. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I have three kids now. Like, this is mm-hmm. – life Life continues. And mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't just chill out. <laughs> Everyone just chill for a few weeks. <laughs> uh, um. And you talked, we, well, we both talked about, yeah, like the time of year, you know, is this going to be a good time weather-wise? Who can help me with postpartum? Who can take time off of work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's one I think about a lot. And like, how old will the youngest kid be then? And 
how will mm-hmm. that affect family dynamics and yeah. Mm-hmm. And cars. Now you guys get to go buy a van. We do. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Well, it may feel so far away. So I'm like, at yeah, some I'm sure. point we'll do that. <laughs> but yeah. A minivan. That's exciting. And bedrooms. Like you said, you had four bedrooms. And mm-hmm. so you've got places for everyone to sleep. Yeah. And then, yeah, we talk about, people are probably thinking, like, they talk about sleep a lot. <laughs> we talk about sleep a but lot. That's because it's very important to us. Yeah. <laughs> this, I mean, it was such a game changer because you, I think us having this, our babies are like six months apart, our third babies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you helped me through sleep training with Kiara. And it was my mm-hmm. best experience. She, I think she mm. also was like my easiest, but then... I had help in training her too. So I got Mm -hmm. her sleeping through the night the earliest and it was like, oh yeah, it's so nice to be able to sleep. Like, and I love sleep to begin with. I can just sleep so much. Um, But yeah, that kind of break too on your body of like, I have this many months plus the months through pregnancy of like real sleep before it goes back to super interrupted. Minus the last four weeks when you don't sleep well. But yeah, yeah, it is important. And then also, we are not in total control of this, right? Using um, NFP means we always have an openness to life. Yeah. And I, like, yeah, I hate when people say, like, using NFP contraceptively because, like, Mm -hmm. you can't, like... Mm-hmm. That's not, yeah, that's not a thing. Like, like if you, there, like there is nothing wrong with having sex with your husband and not using contraception and not coming together on times when you're fertile. Yeah. Like, and like, like is that what you're trying yes, to say? Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. And I, and, or that like. Somehow you're like taking the easier way by, by spacing your kids mm-hmm. when like, I've heard, I've heard Catholic women of like big families say like, th- if this is like causing so much stress on you and your marriage, just have sex with your husband. And it's like, mm-hmm. that might be fine for you. That's not it's a lot everyone's... of opinions coming into your bedroom yeah. <laughs> from someone else. Like, that is not everyone's experiences. And that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that the abstaining is, is, takes a lot of sacrifice and, like, yeah. is not yeah. just a sac, like, it's not like a selfish sacrifice you're making. It's, like, taking into account all of these things and, like, the well-being of your family and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not and- like it's just a cakewalk as long as you're not pregnant. I don't know. Right. Right. I think the hard part would be is if, like, you were not on the same page with your husband. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You know, like, if he really wanted to have kids and, like, felt like everyone was ready and you weren't ready. That's that's something you and I have never encountered. We've always just, like, been on the same page. Because um, that, that would be hard. That would be, like, yeah. you know. Anything regarding NFP where you're not 
on the same page, I think I just like, yeah, it's like so mind boggling to me. That'd be like so impossible because it's already (laughs) so hard. You have to be like, (laughs) like we're in this together, right? Like, (laughs) and that's the beauty of NFP and, and marriage is you're, you're in this, I don't want to say forced, but like you're constantly reminded to have these big conversations with your partner. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, to wrap up today, can you tell me something that made you laugh this week? Yes. I asked Paul to get Cecilia a bib. I just put her in her high chair. And because we're entering a terrible phase of him being just so frustrating, he was like, no. (laughs) Which, okay. And so, you know, I went and got it. Because because I wasn't like saying go do this chore. I was like, I was like, would you like to go get this you know thing for your sister? And he he always does. He loves picking one out for her, and he always runs and gets it. So it's like a fun thing. But he didn't want to. So I was like, that's fine. I'll go get it. And then of course everyone's everyone's been in some kind of like situation like this with their toddler, where then as soon as I got it, he had the meltdown, and he was like, no, I'm gonna go get it. <laughs> And he saw and he saw me putting on the one that I had picked, and he goes, "Not that cute, bib." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Put on this pretty bib," <laughs> which I did not because I was like, "No, you said no. You list. You lost your chance." <laughs> so lunch lunch was rough, but I thought that was really funny that he called it a cute bib. Oh, Paul, he's. Two-year-olds. emotions this week. <laughs> I kind what? of, I said two-year-olds. I kind of dread yes. two-year-olds. Yes. But he was so hard, 18 months to two years. And when he turned two, he was just this lovely gem. So now we're just, it's fine. Yeah. It all comes in as and flows. <laughs> <laughs> we, we hope you have a great week with lots of laughs with your littles. <laughs>